0: Nashville, raising Nashville, raising Nashville, raising Nashville, and welcome to a new episode of Raising Nashville. This is a Nashville-based podcast uh, with two of my friends. Who, what we do is we kind of uh, we play off the name of the podcast and we talk about raising children in the city of Nashville um and we have fun doing it every week
1: and we raise ourselves too
0: yeah to my right is uh with us today is old boy mm, yeah we're still gonna have to work on that name <laughs> I'm sorry it's not going away I thought it would go away over the break but uh obviously that did not happen it's old boy you should get used to it mm, uh, it's it's one of those things it's hard you to can get used call to. me like,
1: OB OB oh.
0: I think I would be more apt to call you OB than old boy. That was like
1: for real disdain. It was I, I like I could hear the quiver in your voice. Oh, literally.
0: God. And also with us today is... Juice box. Juice box in the house. Um, So, again, what we do, uh, what we try to do is uh, we are two Nashville natives and one transplant uh, from not too far north here in Kentucky. And what we like to do, again, is touch on things. uh, All three of us are fathers, uh, different stages in kids' lives. Um, I have a nine. Well, he'll be nine soon. But I have a nine-year-old and a 19th-month-old. And I've got a four-year-old. And I've got a five-month-old. Yeah, so we're uh, we're still new to this, uh, partially. <laughs> Not very. Um, so again, what we did, you know, we spent years in the bars. Uh, we uh, were at the Red Door and the Three Crow and everything else on a nightly basis. But years. now, yeah, years, and now we don't have uh, that luxury anymore. So we have replaced. <laughs> Our nights of debauchery with uh, mornings in a studio talking in microphones.
1: Hold on. That's not quite true. I heard you guys were closed down friends the other night, and I'm super, super jealous about that.
0: So when we do get the opportunity, we try to revisit some old stomping grounds, and friends, it was a staple for us for years. Um, If you know Trina and Sam, you know friends. Yeah. And a big uh, cat blanket on the wall. Which is always fun. And buying three beers for $6. And what we found out about, friends, is it used to be a gritty dive bar, and we like to act like we founded it, right? And then all of a sudden, there was this influx of... Uh, hipsters and, and young people that want to you know catch that wave and go to France to do some karaoke with the locals so then they kind of push the locals out and what we realized when we went there on friday night is i think the locals won uh in that war because we walked in and there was not a young crowd other than us and we've also found that uh, apparently there is competitive karaoke among the elders of nashville
1: right is now. it i have a question is it still real smoky in there
0: it is very 100%. smoky.
1: Super smoky. So Super smoky. I think I think younger kids don't mm-mm. they they're like eh.
0: So smoky that I jumped on the microphone to do karaoke with a cigarette in my hand for the entire performance. What'd you do? It was like uh Thriller? Yeah, I didn't do Thriller. Uh, a, I did a, a I did a terrible smoke. rendition of uh, Suspicious Minds by Elvis. <laughs> Glad I missed it. <laughs> I didn't say to that. Um I,
2: I do want to throw in. I mean, it. What I don't want to get too far off on this on this tangent, but there was definitely people sitting at that front table that were just like the best singers in the house, and none of them ever applauded for each other or even looked at the stage where the other person was performing. They would just like look at the table, like while the people that they were with
1: were performing. Do you think they're that is that is strange? It
0: was bizarre. It was so strange that. They brought their own microphone Yeah,
2: they brought their own microphone It was a cordless
0: microphone They were handing around the cor- table It wasn't even cordless Oh, I thought it was cordless No, well, they had know. to like
1: plug it in Like, like when you're at a bill- a billiards place And somebody busts out their own stick You're like, oh shit, man I'm in for it here But like your own microphone I
0: didn't even think,
1: <laughs> think about were there, that Were there talent scouts in the back? The, the like, best part was Puffing the- heaters and <laughs> yeah. Eating bags of chips and grilled God. cheese And microwave hamburgers
0: Yeah, to me <laughs> the best part about this table was was the uh, demographics of all of them. You could tell they weren't just old friends. I mean, there was the old guy with the cowboy hat. There was a young girl. There was a young guy with a a trucker hat and a beard. Um, There was Hmm. an older lady. There was actually one at a separate table that was like incognito. And when they called her name, she walked over to that table, grabbed that microphone, and went up. And I was like, oh, shit, there's more in the crowd. Um, But they definitely made me look terrible um, well, they didn't have to but, but
2: I didn't, that. I still don't get the microphone. I don't feel like the microphone was that much better than the house microphone. Right. Like, mm-hmm. they were all good singers. Like, what? what's this microphone
1: that's slightly better going to do? Just good? prestige. Just, you know, yeah, like, we don't want to <clears> sing, <throat> we don't want to smell the bad breath of you commoners yeah, on this. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to bust out my own mic. I mean, I don't know. That's kind
0: of so, friends is still there, and it is, uh, it is still in operation
1: still smoky
0: still smoky still dirty still uh, uh, one of our friends hit a car in the parking lot and got in an argument I, I don't
2: I've, uh, I'll just cut that part out <laughs> like that's the thing oh, broadcasting broadcasting <laughs>
0: shit Uh, that friend will remain nameless i want to hear more about that yeah uh we'll we'll do that off air okay so anyway on raising nashville uh again what we do each week is we're going to bring a topic either it's going to be about raising children or something about nashville or occasionally we'll we'll do something that's kind of in the news in nashville or something that is uh is current Uh, This week, what we have decided to do is uh, a story or a piece on Nashville, and it is definitely a staple from uh, OB, OB I'll call you, OB of my childhood, Um, and uh, it is the ever- famous in history and time opryland theme park uh now i know many nashvillians grew up as we did uh, in the early 80s and you know we didn't get to see the inception of it but we grew up in the early 80s and i mean it it was kind of a thing every year your grandparents would get you uh season passes to opryland for the following year because it couldn't have been that expensive i mean My grandmother wouldn't spend money on anything. She wouldn't. She's the type of person where I would have to go back into a restaurant and leave more money on the table because she left a dollar, no matter how big the bill was. Right. So she's buying me these, me and four of my cousins, uh, season passes to Opryland every year, and that basically became our babysitter. Uh, in the summers, your parents right, would yeah. drop you off in the morning and come pick you up when they got off work, which is insane to think that, uh, a bunch of, you know, 10 to 13 year old kids were running around a theme park unsupervised. Yeah, um, but I what would, we, I wouldn't do it, yeah, <laughs> you would you definitely wouldn't do it these days. Mm-mm. Um, but it was safe back then. And I think that's one of the draws from it. Um, was you know you're not in disneyland you can't really get lost and if you could everybody there is so helpful and they'll they'll help you uh find uh anything but you really knew that when you got to the theme park you were running in the morning running straight to the back of the park getting in line for chaos and riding that bitch like 15 times during the day i mean it was it was one of the things Uh, but what we wanted to do today is kind of talk about uh how opryland started uh the demise of Opryland and it's uh, terrible decision of a replacement
1: right and and I w- we'll start with the the word opry for people not in the south is really it's a southern word for opera and instead of saying you know i'm going to the opry house we would say we're going to the opry house
0: no that's absolutely mm-hmm. not true
1: get some hot cakes and go to the opry house
0: I, that that's not how the name Opry came about I
1: think you should look it up is a you hot should... cake a pancake Are you just... yeah that's exactly is that,
0: it. is that how we say it in the so, south yeah. I call it pancakes
2: do you I do. so you got a pancake and went to the opera <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. There's no, I thought it, it was, was a different
1: time period. It was the
0: reverse. You don't say, you don't change opera to Opry. I think you change Opry to Opera in the South. Okay. Opry. I don't Opry? actually know how that name came about, but I do know that for, you Jimmy know, Opry. Yeah, they, they started this between 1927 and 1933, which was the grand old Opry. And as most people know, it was broadcast on WSM uh, AM and it is still the longest running, uh, live broadcasted show on radio. Uh, so, and it was held in downtown Nashville for, you know, close to 70 years. Um, and then eventually they started sprinkling it out when they built Opryland, land, they also built the Opry house. Um, so they wanted to fill it there and they, they moved it from the Robin auditorium out there and, uh, the early 80s.
1: What did they do at the Opry
2: house? Actually, let me jump in here because I've got some uh, dates and stuff on this. Since I am not from here, I went to Opryland, I think, maybe just one time growing up and that was when I was a teenager, like came down here on a family trip or whatever. So I didn't really know much about it. I had gone one time. Um, So I was looking it up because I wanted to find out exactly like when it started and when it its actual demise was and whatnot. And I uh, found some interesting information like the Ryman... The, like you said, the Grand Old Opry was at the Ryman up until 1974, is when it moved into the Grand Old Opry House, is when that actually opened and they started doing their first show there. But it says they moved out of the Ryman because downtown was in such disrepair and just like falling apart, which is crazy to think about now. Like,
0: now yeah. it is. I, I absolutely believe it because when you grew up in like the mid 80s, you didn't go downtown, yeah, um, it was gritty. You know, Broadway was filled with pawn shops and gun stores and uh, titty clubs. And the, the only reason days. you went downtown is uh, so your your parents could show you what they spelled out in the old American General Building. Um, and uh, probably Summer Lights uh, was another reason we went downtown. That used to go down Diedrich Street. It was an outdoor festival, had yeah. stages set up, things like that. But that was the only reason to go yeah, downtown. So fun. I understand that.
2: So the they built the... They decided to find a place to where to build um, the Grand Old Opry, and they wanted to build the Opryland amusement park at the same time out there. They chose right out off Briley Parkway, which isn't too far from where we live right now, but apparently, I mean, guess in 72, that was kind of far outside of the city. Like, it It was. was,
0: I think it's still as far outside the city, but. um,
2: Well, I guess from downtown, I mean, it's still in Davidson County proper, so I don't really think.
0: Yeah, sure. It's
1: It's 10 minutes. I mean, We're
0: still inside Browley Parkway. Anything inside Browley Parkway to me is the city. But, but from know, what blows then. me away is, I think they put themselves in a corner because they built it between a river and Browley Parkway. And once you have consumed all that land, you really have nowhere else. You're, to stuck. Go. you're Yeah, right.
2: that's that's one thing that I was looking at is, um, it's like the land that they own is basically a triangle there. So they built, uh, Opryland. <laughs> I don't know what you're showing up right now, but.
0: He is showing me uh, the word origin and history for opera uh, in 1914. Uh, US, I don't know how to oh, pronounce God. that word. <laughs> <laughs> That's why okay, no, no, no. <laughs> US dialect pronunciation of opera. Especially in the grand old Opry radio station. This doesn't say they changed opera to Opry that's because exactly that's how it, we say it in the South.
1: It says word origin and history for Opry. 1914 U.S. dialectal pronunciation of opera.
2: So anyway, it opened in 72 and it only had like two roller coasters when it first opened. Something called Timber Topper, which was renamed the and Roller Coaster. Okay. Very, yeah. And then um, some sort of log flume ride. Yeah, the log, the, the log the, ride. So yeah, that's what but it
0: had a different name when it first started, and people still argue over that name. It's like the Flume Zoom. That's,
2: it, it's that's what it says here in Wikipedia. Is Flume Zoom?
0: Yeah, the Flume Zoom. But if you were from Nashville and you visited often, you just called it the log ride. The because log because you're ride. just right. getting a log and you're riding around.
1: Right.
2: That's so anyway, picture. they opened with only two rides, and they were concentrating more on being putting on shows. And I, what I didn't realize when I went there, I guess that maybe I was just too young or just didn't absorb it, but there's like different areas of the park that were dedicated to different types of music or different areas of the country or something. Cause I mean, they, Kinda, yeah. they broke it down to like jazz, gospel, bluegrass, pop, and rock and roll as the five categories they allegedly divided the park into. Yeah. I
0: do know that they, they did want to do that. They wanted a musical themed park and it was the first and really the only one I think ever in the nation. Um, and it was extremely popular.
2: Yeah, and they called themselves a show park instead of a theme park initially. I don't know. It's some kind of branding thing. But apparently, all that changed in 1975 when they decided to expand everything because they just, uh, they started having a state fair there, which is the state fair at the
0: fairgrounds now? Yeah, it is at the fairgrounds. Which I guess it until won't they be. build this soccer stadium, yeah. and then we don't know where it's going to go.
2: That's what was one I've never been to the state fair. It's not
0: great. Yeah. Uh, if you're around here, the Wilson County Fair is the only <clears throat> one to go That's to, one really. That, yeah. Um, well, I guess
2: in the 70s it might have been better because uh, when they put, brought the State Fair there, that made it blow up. And that's when they put in the Wabash Cannonball, which I definitely remember riding. Yeah, I remember yep. that one. Some other bumper car ride. Uh, the sw- Were the Swings...
0: The swings were right next to the Wabash Cannonball. Wabash Cannonball set in the back corner of the park. You had the swings, and then you had the State Fair land, which actually, uh, that makes a lot of sense because they actually had a dedicated part of the park called the State Fair, and basically what you're doing is games. Yeah, you're throwing darts and balloons and shooting basketball and stuff like that. I think you're
1: actually throwing money away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's one no, way to look at no it. Way, no um, so what I remember distinctly about the Wabash Cannonball was it was it had the biggest, like, uh, everybody talked about it uh, in the early 80s because it was the first ever roller coaster, if I'm not, I think I'm correct on this, that went upside down twice. Uh, there are roller coasters in the country that went upside down once on one loop, but it's the first one that did it twice.
1: All right, so it opened in '72. They made those changes. I can see the rock and the rock and roll side of it because I kind of remember like the little Deuce Coops. and uh, the, the, I remember that kind of side of it. Um, I remember like, there's like a Western area. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like where they ended up putting hangman and, and, uh, the grizzly river rampages back in that area. And everything kind of had that Western look to I it. I think
0: hangman was towards the front of the park. Grizzly river rampage was right in front of chaos. So it was in the very back of the park, right. uh, really close to the river, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. No. But on the, in in regards to the timeline, yeah, it opened in 72. They did some renovations in you said 75.
2: 75. And then that's when it like apparently blew up. Blew I, up. I mean, cuz there was nothing ever nothing else really in the area. I don't like there you know, there's Dollywood and Chattanooga outside of Chattanooga, now. Right. but that used to be Silver Dollar City before that. Which I'm not even sure if that was open in the it 70s. Did, it
0: opened, no, uh, Dollywood opened the same year that Opryland closed or Opry, yeah, Opryland right. closed.
2: But Dolly Dollywood
0: was oh, something Silver else. Dollar City. I don't It yeah. was something,
2: yeah, it was never that before, that. so I don't know. Um, but anyway, it blew up because there was nothing else really close. Like the closest thing was King's Island,
1: which it, I guess Cincinnati Pretty is about far, five yeah. hours away from yeah. it
0: or something. I remember going to that as a kid too.
1: I went to a strip club called Silver Dollar City in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> Please cut that. All right.
0: right. (laughs) I think we should leave that in. I I love random facts
1: on this show. So, um, no, that needs to be removed. So anyway, it blew up
2: in the 70s, late 70s, and they were getting 2 million guests every year, which...
0: And then what does that bring on? That brings on a 500-room hotel room uh, called Opryland. Uh, And what they wanted to do was, uh, I remember they wanted to... Mirror that, like an old Southern estate mansion. So when you're on the inside, your rooms uh, face into an atrium. The atrium, a, the atrium. Uh, but back then it was one atrium and 500 rooms. I mean, Opryland is now 3,500 rooms, uh, and they created that entire uh, front area. They created another atrium, and now it's basically a city inside. But um, that's you know, part of that group. Open that hotel.
2: I feel uh, like that's a whole. Another episode that we could do just about
0: the Oh, yeah.
1: About the hotel. hotel. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know the park was prior to the hotel.
0: It was. It was five years prior. And after the hotel was built, then that's when everything kind of got blocked to where Opryland can't expand because on the other side of the road, um, they started building, you know, like the Residence. wax museums and the putt putt oh, courses wow. and other things to do instead of just inside the theme park. And that part of the Opryland, like Bradley Parkway stretch was extremely popular at one point, um, to do things up and down that street. Damn, yeah, now, it it's like a, sure. now it's no, like I'm a, now it's like sure. a ghost town. So Opryland was extremely popular, uh, by the seventies and, and mid eighties. And from what I remember and what I want to ask you guys is, you know, obviously your most memorable ride, that that you can, I mean, I can go through every single one of them. I can close my eyes, walk into that park, and spend a day walking around. Uh, I remember it so well. From the the elusive sideways house that was very hard to find. That you could, you know, rarely did people know where it was or what door to go in. But you walk in and everything's sideways. So you feel, you know, like you're on something or your equilibrium's off. Uh, from that to uh, the monkeys, uh, the monkeys were a big thing. They had like this little island in the middle of this pond that was outside the great American show something stage mm-hmm. set back in the corner. Okay, uh, yeah, people like that. Uh, Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash and... Uh, they I mean, performed on that stage during the day at Opryland, which is crazy.
1: How many, uh, how many season passes did you have? I mean, how many years in <laughs> a row
0: did you get? I think every year, uh, <laughs>
1: from, from like when on? Cause I think I had, I think I went twice. I think I had two season passes. Uh,
0: I think I had every year from probably 90 to 97 when it closed. Um, damn it closed in 97. It did. Um, it, it closed, and there's there's a crazy mystery that's surrounding that. But okay, so go back to it. If I could say, I mean, obviously for a kid, the future was at Opryland, and the future was an indoor roller coaster uh, that there was a lot like Space Mountain that we had, and it was called Chaos. And yeah. my favorite part about Chaos was not only getting there in the mornings and running straight back to the park and trying to ride it as many times as I could before the line filled up. Mm-hmm. But when you were in the halls of chaos, which was this rant like very claustrophobic ramp that went up and then it went up again. And then you're at the top. It was full of clocks and it was always ticking. And I just remember on the loudspeaker every like five minutes, it would say, your time is running out. And it would just click, click, click from all the clocks ticking. I felt like I was Captain Hook. Like I got so claustrophobic with the clocks and i think they eventually removed the clocks because of the same thing like it was just too much and if you were waiting people. in there for an hour like that stuff sticks with you. anxiety setting in yeah um that's but, a- but the also. indoor roller coaster you went up in a circle you looked down there was a massive clock on the ground and then you went through pitch black dark roller coaster um and it, to me it's still to this day my favorite ride ever
2: did you put on some sort of glasses or something in that ride? initially
0: you did they also got rid of the glasses but at first it was like a 3d experience so you had those kind of 3d glasses when you look down at the floor and the clock it like moved yeah uh, there's like a yeah, light show in there right
2: like, yeah because i mean i like i said only
0: went once and we definitely had the glasses on when we were riding that i think still at space mountain you're wearing glasses and there's things mm, in there are you i could be wrong it's like um, that. I, I haven't been to Disney since like I was
1: a kid. Train ride in Willy Wonka. Yeah,
0: yeah. So <laughs> just a nightmare scenario. Yeah. Ob.
1: And Wo- then at the end, well, it was. It was that was also one of my favorite rides for reasons I cannot discuss here on the on the radio because <laughs> I was doing so. That's all we're going to say about it. And but also something I want to I, I, I want talk we about. We need
0: to expand.
1: At the chaos was the dragon head at the bottom, right? Okay. So that was like I do a big remember surprise, I, I right I right at the end that. it was like a big dragon head that was like that's know? right it's like you've seen it once you're not scared anymore but it was pretty cool juice guess.
0: box your favorite ride I mean it was probably
2: that I don't really remember that well I remember riding that and liking it but I as you guys are describing it I don't remember any of the details of it except for wearing glasses and being, it would being kind of trippy but I do remember going we got there like right when it opened. And me and my dad went over to the Wabash Cannonball. And I remember riding that thing like five times in a row without even getting off because there was no other people in (laughs) line for that roller coaster.
0: The rock and roller coaster, I remember you had to go upstairs to get on it, uh, like a lot of stairs. And there's like this big wooden um, structure that you're kind of waiting in line on. And that was one of the, that was what, what the was, very first one that went in? You said it was one of the two opening roller coasters from yeah. the park. They turned into the rock and roller coasters, called something else. Um,
1: what were the ra- on the bash Cannonball? Were they blue rails?
0: They were white. White? Yeah, okay. Was, then then white. is
1: the rock and roller coaster blue?
0: Well, rock and roller coaster was red from what I remember. And it was like a, I thought it was a wooden roller coaster. I thought
2: it was a wooden roller coaster too. I'm way
1: off then. Um, Which one was blue? Now, Hangman was red. What What was blue?
0: Hangman was red. was it the Screaming Delta Demon? Oh, maybe. Uh, which again, and something, a fun fact I actually learned this morning is the Screaming Delta Demon was and still is the only uh, bobsled type roller coaster that ever existed. Um, so it was in a half pipe and you were just basically on a large bobsled, um, hmm. but like a roller coaster themed bobsled. And it was so loud because the wheels were rolling and you could actually lean into the turns like a bobsled. So you talked to everybody on your ride and you said, lean left, and you could go up a little bit higher on that. And it it seemed extremely scary because you've seen like bobsleds or those things up in uh, uh, the top of Gatlinburg that go down where you're like a one-seater and like a little half pipe. Uh, You've seen those derail a lot of times. So Scream of Delta Demon was to me the scariest ride in Opryland Forever. I totally forgot about that ride
2: until you described
0: it. Yeah, and another one that was uh, that scared that's still kind of scares me to this day because I rode it when I was so small was the Grizzly River Rampage, and it's not because you got soaking wet and when you get out, you know, you're squishing the rest of the day because your shoes and socks are just soaked uh but is when you went into the cave and when i went in at a young age oh, yeah. like six because you could ride it that young if you had a parent with you uh that bear that like it was pitch black dark cave and then all of a sudden you just go Rah! and there's that this is, bear The light comes up on this bear and it scared the shit out of me when i was a little kid yeah I and like then that. there was there was the things like the 10 lizzie's which are the little cars you could drive around oh, that yeah. on that That's, electric hey, I all track about that. Yeah. um and you mentioned the little deuce coupe and there was things for like you know grandparents and kids and uh teenagers and it was fun like the hangman and chaos um And then, you know, there was a train that went through the whole thing and you could ride on that. But one of my other favorite and most memorable things is a picture that I have or my parents still have of me and my cousin wearing garbage pail kids t shirts and riding that Skylift thing that that went over the park. Another Um, favorite. Is is that another favorite? Right. Because because there's two seaters in the Skylift.
1: Well, yeah, you could get in there, you know, just we'll. I think it it took
0: upwards of like. 20 minutes to get from one side to the other. So you spent plenty spend- of time, for <laughs>
1: whatever, it.
0: um, the Opry house, uh, or the grand old Opry, when they built it in the theme park was accessible inside the theme park. So you could go right up to it. They had shows throughout the day. Um, and then they had a bunch of different stages all over Opryland. Also, one of my favorite parts about it was when they closed the theme park down and reopened during Halloween, and oh, had yeah. all of the uh, that, they, w- that they, was dope. They changed all the rides to like haunted houses. Um, that's
2: what. Yeah, that's another thing that was in here was they drained the griv- Grizzly River Rampage and turned it into something called quarantine. Quarantine. Quarantine yeah. was
0: actually huge. It was like a zombie walkthrough before. Zombies really got big. I mean, you had Night of the Living Zombies, but it, it wasn't during the time we're living now, where everything's like Walking Dead and you know yeah, this and that. Zombie. So that was that was an awesome awesome time. Was Halloween yeah, there?
1: Halloween was dope. Yeah. Um, I, let's see. I remember they had another ride. Another, they had three water rides: the Rampage, the Log Ride, and then another one that came down and like splashed the bridge. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, Every that, amusement park had that right right No, Old like. Mill Scream. Old Mill Scream. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So every, you know they they still have those at like yeah every like you, park, you said every, every park,
1: park. Oh, <laughs> yeah we called it oatmeal. This spring.
0: is the one prototype. I, you can't open an amusement park unless you have something that will get people wet, <laughs> like chaos, <laughs> and then you or or the, chaos. or the sky lifts. <laughs> so, the, look, needless to say, the theme park was successful, um, and then why
1: did it close man that's what i'm i'm always kind of mystified because it seemed like it made money but it it must not have made money right they thought a mall would do better so they put them all there
0: you know it's very odd because when you think of a theme park closing you think the same thing and i hate to play it like this but a mall closing it's because nobody's going any there anymore nobody's you know they're not making money they're actually losing money but that wasn't the case And there are all these mysteries behind why Opryland closed. And the crazy thing is there's no real documentation. There was no statistics as to why it closed. It just closed one day. So I did some research on this. And I've been going through uh, conspiracy theories. I've been going through facts. I've been doing my homework on why this theme park closed and a mall opened they and the story behind it's crazy because, uh, as most people know, Opryland uh, for the longest time was owned by a guy named bud Wendell and it was bud EW Wendell. Uh, but bud E Wendell sold this theme park, uh, in, I want to say it was somewhere in the early, uh, to mid nineties. Uh, and another guy who bought it, uh, his name was Terry London. And he worked for Gaylord, and that's kind of when Gaylord was taking over. They bought the hotel, they bought Opryland, uh, and this uh, Terry London guy did not like the idea that it was a theme park. And he he thought that he could get enough money, and the idea from Gaylord was, we are going to build a Mall of America South. Right. So they started to try to get the investment for it. They pitched the idea. And what Opry Mills is today was supposed to be the Mall of America. Now it all kind of fell to shit and it turned into more of a glorified um, outlet, mall. outlet mall. Right. Um, so uh, they admit to this day that it was a mistake um, because Opryland One was not losing money. In fact, uh, the last year it was opened, it cleared 2 million visitors um, and it was the. It, Dollywood that year, I think they cleared 1.9 million visitors. So it was still doing better. Out of the top 50 theme parks in the country, it was still ranked number 29, which isn't a bad place to be, but it isn't great. Well, unless Um, it's one out of 30. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it was one out of 50. (laughs) Um, So uh, again, it was still making money. They still had the visitors. uh, So there's a mystery behind why, you know, you would close something like that. And one was because it couldn't expand any further and they were having to remove rides to add new rides. And when you do that, you're... That's costly. it, It is costly. And you want more things for people to do and not the same. So they would in order to keep up they would have to consistently change everything over. Um, but I feel like that's normal for amusement parks. I do too. Something dies, something comes back. Because
2: they don't want to, you don't want to keep a ride around if people aren't going to be riding it. You don't want to deal with like the maintenance costs and all that stuff like I th- I think it makes sense. I mean, I I don't know. I think it makes sense to replace rides a lot of times. Like they could have kept doing that.
0: Uh, No, they easily could have. And it was under the helm of this guy, Terry London, who worked for Gaylord and he convinced the board or the ownership or whatever it was that he wanted to build this mall of America South. And he was a really good salesman. So he got them that now that is half of what he convinced them to do. Uh, This is the best part of this story is the other half of what he wanted the money to go to, uh, was online Christian music sales. So during the kind of uh, internet pop of the late 90s, I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but buying web domains was ex- was expensive. It's not like today where you can go to GoDaddy. So he convinced them to spend all of this money buying everything like christianmusic.com, uh, christiancds.com, and all of this stuff, uh, which ended up, failing 100%, almost as much as this mall, because people are saying it's the economic impact of the mall as much as it was when, you know, 2 million visitors were visiting a theme park every year. Now, what I do remember about it is the mall being uh, initially extremely unpopular. And I go back to this TV commercial. That I used to watch, that I used to see in like the late '90s, and they pegged Kathy Griffin to create this TV commercial. And if you haven't seen it, we'll put it up uh, on our Facebook page. But it is absolutely hilarious when it's called the Mills Effect. And I remember using this Mills Effect thing uh, for a long time. Uh, also, remember uh, it opened in May of I think '99 or 2000. Uh, I can't remember the exact eight or year at open but i do remember being a junior in high school and it was towards the end of school year and me and like seven of our friends skipped school to go to the opening day of opry mills and i do remember our principal also knowing that people were going to do this and showed up at opry mills and basically caught everybody and sent them back to school that was a creative principle yeah
1: that's pretty smart
0: Uh, I mean, it was a big, it was a huge thing for Nashville when it opened. I do remember that. Is that the
2: same as it is now? Was it was it an outlet mall
1: then, or was it something? Yeah, it
0: it was pretty much the same. I mean, you know, have a
1: bookstore now. It doesn't.
0: They did have like the Rainforest Cafe was one of the original things. um, Um, Yeah, that uh, what's that big outdoor store on the corner? Bass Pro Shop. Bass Pro Shop was a big, big thing. That that was there
2: from the get go. Yeah, they
0: got a Bass Pro Shop. The theater. Uh the theater was yeah, it's still one of the draws. In yeah. fact, I'm going to the theater today.
1: All right, it killed it killed the theater I worked at.
0: Yeah. Uh which uh Sucked. if you if you're really Nashvilleian and you remember this town, uh that was the Hermitage 4.
1: the Hermitage 4, yeah.
0: So it was a big mystery why Opryland closed mm. and uh, I'm still bitter. Um I hate that shopping mall. I don't know if they're ever going to do anything to it because we live in a world today where malls close, you know, every other month and malls are just dead these days unless Shit, it's that christmas mall, that
1: mall is not fucking dead dude that mall is still popular i mean anytime i drop past it or go there it's like a fucking zoo yeah,
0: i it's, i agree it I appears mean, to be a zoo maybe that's all the people that work here's at the, the thing
1: man you you can you can go to you can bring people into a mall year round um theme parks a little tougher
0: that's true um but i think the season makes enough money for itself i mean it's pretty much april through october um You know, and another thing that was devastating about the theme park closing is it was no longer an avenue or source for, like, teenagers and jobs. Um, Apparently, they, at one point, had 4,000 people from the ages of, like, 6, No, it's, you have to be 18 18 to 24, uh, working for that park. I mean, it was probably an hourly wage. They were making five bucks an hour yeah hey but all those kids can just go
2: work at the mall now yeah they can go to work at the orange julius
1: do retail man (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'd rather work at a theme park for sure but yeah retail man it's uh it's hell um yeah so (laughs) (laughs) that's not really i don't really really have too much
2: more the only other thing uh, i was like they were talking about what happened to the rides. Um, some of them were moved to different parks. Oh, um, that'd be interesting. I think the I- Rock and Roller Coaster, which I think we said was one of the first roller coasters. Is that right?
0: Yep. There? It was one of the was first
2: two. was moved to Six Flags Great Escape in Queensbury, New York. Mm.
0: Does and it still exist? I'm not going to make I don't it. No, it
2: says that was in 2003. So I'm not sure if it's still around. Um, but I mean, it for moved the in
0: 2003. Where was it from 97 to 2003?
2: They moved, like they sold a couple of them, and then it says they moved several up, sold them to.
1: Pioneary London's garage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sold them to a company that was trying to reopen something oh. called the old Indiana Fun Park near mm. Indianapolis, where mm. they just took the rides there apparently, and then the park never reopened, so they just sat in a field like rusting away. Until like they were just cleared and sold for scrap in mm. two
0: thousand. Oh, I, I love the theory of OBS, and they're, they're in Terry London's garage somewhere because he secretly convinced this company to build a mall and invest in Christian music, and he really wanted to build his own theme park, kind of like Cartman on South Park, right? So, uh, so he's gonna collect it. He's gonna do this all over the country and buy buy out theme parks and. Uh, and eventually he was gonna open his own island, where it's okay. just him. It,
1: it so all right, so the Christian theme park and he's he's recommissioning the rock and roller coaster into a Christian rock roller coaster. What would he call it? The Christian rock roller coaster?
0: Uh the DC talkster. <laughs> oh
2: man. That, man. That is terrible. You
0: make it so <laughs> tough to be your
1: friend. All right. I'll tell, oh, I'll, I, don't, tell I don't think so. i to <laughs> tell a real quick story. So all right. I loved the pizza at Opryland. Loved it. Okay, so I do remember a, the pizza. We took a field trip there, and I just gorged myself. I probably spent all my lunch money all on pizza. Right, just ate a ton of it. And then all my friends wanted to go ride the the the, the little Deuce Coop, Right.
0: Sure. And I was like, I think oh, I know where this is going. Okay, like,
1: hey, man. I don't. I was like, I, it's a spinning. It's like the whole floor spins, and you sit in a. Yeah,
0: it's a like the cup. teacups, right? Yeah, it's a
1: teacup, yeah. and and it spins. So, man, I'm like, guys, I don't I do not do well with this, you know what I mean? And so they're like, no, 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 it'll be okay. So as soon as we sit down, ride hadn't even started. They're spinning our cup, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck. And I'm with this girl I really like, right? I'm like, this isn't good. So, man, the ride starts, and I'm sick, dude. So we get off the deuce coupe, and then I'm like, yeah, you guys go ahead, because I know as soon as I stand up, I'm just going to fucking barf. And I stand up, I make sure they get out, you know, get out of the way. And I stand up, and this little kid is standing right in front of me. And he looks up <laughs> at me and goes, You don't look so good. And I <laughs> Ralphed all over this kid's feet. <laughs> I was
0: like, <laughs> Were just, his parents there?
1: I don't know. I don't care. I didn't care. I was just like, What happened all over his feet? And he's like, Ew. And I'm like, Sorry, kid. And I had to leave. And I basically sat out the rest of the day, or at least half the day. But anyway, that's uh. I just thought I'd tell that story.
2: Oh man, I love that somewhere that kid is telling that story. To <laughs> right. out, like right. the opposite side of it. That's
0: his scar. Yeah, up.
1: exactly. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Man, Every time he goes little... to a
0: theme park, he's like, I hope somebody doesn't throw up on my shoes. He, well, he's like, I don't ride the Deuce Coupe. <laughs> like, I don't ride the Tico because some kid barfed on me once. You think he turned like he? That was his first time in there, and he just turned around after he threw up on his feet. And never walked back in. I don't... I, I, so to this day, he's never rode a teacup ride. Well, good for him,
2: man. I mean, I bet it was a real learning lesson. You learn what somebody looks like right before they're getting ready.
0: <laughs> that is the ultimate scare of I not bet,
1: getting on a ride. I bet I was as green as that cup. I, I, I have no doubt. Because he, he he looked at me and knew. He's like, you don't look so good. I was like, sorry. <laughs> oh. he, he couldn't get out of the way. I was like, just...
0: Yeah. Uh, But if you get a chance, feel free to YouTube some videos about Opryland. They're really nostalgic. They can take you back. Um, There are some conspiracy theory videos. There's some old uh, NPR uh, commercials or or, uh, bits about them. There's old news stories. And there is an ever-famous 1997 commercial uh, it's like a 30-second bit, and it involves three cowboys that are tied to chairs, and they have to get to Opryland in order to get out of these chairs. So they – the or the bomb's about to go off, and they just hop up, and they hop into Opryland. It's the worst commercial you've ever seen, and it was almost to me like this is our last chance here. Before this theme park sells, we've got to put this commercial out to try to yeah, save it. Yeah, you,
1: you're going to have to do a better job of explaining that, I think. S-
0: speaking of that, you know what I never – uh heard or don't remember if this ever happened but was there ever like a city like don't close the park you know people have signs in their front yards or uh it seems like it just happened in the in the black of the night i mean it
2: kind of seems like it did from what i read about it like it was just business as normal up in 97 in, in 97 they had the halloween thing Whatever they had their whole Halloween th- theme thing, then they had some sort of Christmas event that they started billing as your last chance to go to Opryland.
0: I do remember and it
2: closed on uh, December 31st of 1997.
0: That I do like- remember the last chance stuff because I do remember they were having fire sales on like all of the uh swag you could buy at Opryland cups and t shirts and pens and everything, Funnel cakes. No. Maybe the Old funnel cakes. uh, They were probably selling them out front. But I do remember it's like a massive yard sale right outside the front gates. And my grandmother took me to it. And I still have a plastic coffee cup from there and like a lapel pin.
1: Was there a mascot for Opryland?
0: I. I, I remember, like, a, a guitar with a yeah, cowboy but, hat on it or yeah, something like that. Yeah, that. that's
1: what I saw, kept
2: seeing in the logos that I was seeing, like, the older logos. A guitar it was like with a, a cowboy hat. It was, yeah, it was always, like, a guitar in the theme. Um, before we wrap it up real quick, though, I want to ask you guys. I mean, aside from the water park that's at Opry, Opryland Hotel, do you think that another amusement park will open here? Say, in the next 10
0: years or something. But are amusement parks still opening? Yeah. Are they? Sure. Okay. Then I'd say, sure, Nashville will get one. I mean, I think that we're is too focused on sports teams, but I haven't heard of opening of amusement parks. That
1: is a good point. it would probably be in Franklin.
0: So, yeah, we'll be doing this uh, every week. Uh, Nashville, Raising Nashville. Uh, again, a podcast where we're going to talk about children. Nashville, we hope you enjoyed today's uh, take on Opryland. And uh, I guess we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, take care. One, Opryland
2: stands alone The pop of the charts in America's heart Our country's country home Irresistible, original and twofold. full This is where it all began Come and catch the spark, come and touch the stars It's a legend across the land Opryland is it The original country hit Yeah, play it!
1: Country Hits.